What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. I'm Seth and a couple quick reminders to download and play NBA 2K20 and Rise of the Tomb Raider both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of them and our game of the month randomly picked this time around is Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is a third person Minecraft meets Dragon Quest JRPG that has co-op make sure to play that come back at the end of the month for game of the month we're gonna have a discussion about that game as well we have a discord link down below you can talk to us anytime all time we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us we have a uh, patreon link down below as well if you'd like to support the channel further than watching liking sharing and all that cool stuff it's all appreciated and type in hashtag ask tlg on your comment if you'd like your comment to be considered to be on tastycast we have a segment where we reply to your comments and i will pick your comment for sure if you type in hashtag ask tlg if not i pick at random and uh we'll go from there so uh yeah you've been warned um another quick reminder too that obviously there was no tasty cast as you guys probably noticed uh fourth of july weekend was busy uh did some uh responsible socially distanced uh, 4th of July stuff that was fun and then went on a hike uh, that was also very fun. Look forward to a video on that um, Wednesday, tomorrow. So uh, yeah, you're, you'll get a video on that and uh, we will do TastyCast this upcoming weekend um, and maybe something before then to make up for it. So yeah, hopefully you guys had a good 4th of July. Hopefully you guys were safe and uh, yeah. So uh, three bits of news today that I want to talk about and by three I mean one real quick uh, recommendation that I want to give you guys which is uh, Risk of Rain 2 will increase in price on launch this August now uh, August is right around the corner and uh, this is this is technically news but this is something I just kind of want to let you guys know as a fan of Risk of Rain 2 let's read this and discuss it real quick uh, the forecast is guaranteed Risk of Rain 2 exploded into early access last year, selling more than 1 million copies in its first month. The game has been going strong ever since, despite a slight delay on the full release, with new areas to blast through the new characters to, to blast as. Uh, recent updates also brought back artifacts, the game rules, tweaking bits and bobs from the first game. Uh, so much has been added, in fact, that... Uh, true to their previous statements, the developers will be increasing Risk of Rain's price from $20 to $25 when the game launches its 1.0 update in August. Risk of Rain 2 is currently 20% off uh, or $16 in Steam Summer Sale, so if you're thinking about buying it, pick it up now. Uh, I swear this isn't an advertisement, it's like this game. The Risk of Rain 1.0 update will include a new character, the final stage, and boss, and a presumable load of new items and equipment to tinker with. It will also feature a server browser and a rework of the mercenary character to be a little harder to maximize. Uh, Risk Rain 2 is the 3D third-person shooter sequel to the 2D side-scrolling roguelike action game. It is deliciously different experience, though no less thrilling and difficult than the first game. Risk Rain 2 is a co-op game up to four players, though it also can be played solo so yeah more so i just wanted to let you guys know that this is a thing it's only going up by five dollars but it's going up in price in general and if you wanted to get it it's 16 dollars right now so that's a great uh price if uh you want to avoid the 25 dollars at all uh my thoughts on this is this makes complete sense um this game has been in early access for a while now and it's not too 
uh, weird for a game to go up in price as the content in the game goes up. They give you that early access price because you're getting the early access and less content version of the game, uh, sometimes with bugs, sometimes uh, you know a lesser product than what it will become later. And yeah, I don't think $25 is too crazy though. It's only $5 more. It's pretty fair still. Uh, I was expecting something a little steeper. Um, I remember when Ark came out, uh, it, I remember when I first bought it when it first came out, I was like, this game is huge for this price. And then when it went up, I think it went from like 20 to $30, something like that, or 40 or something like that, I don't remember. Something, something pretty uh, standard. Uh, people got really pissed about it. And they even came out and they were like, we we fucking lowered this price way more than this game's worth, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they knew their worth, but they were kind of not humble about it and turned this whole big debacle. But, um, you know, I agreed with them. I just didn't like the way that they went about it. But this stuff's pretty typical. Um, you know, they do normally lower that price quite a bit to entice you into essentially investing in the game before it's fully released uh, while incentivizing you to do it by giving you access to the game as is, which I think is a fair system. Just people really got to know what they're getting into when they're getting early access. Some people get really, um, I want to say self-entitled, but I don't think it's the right word because if you buy something, I feel like it's, you know, it, it should be a product worth buying, but at the same time, um, they lay it out in front of you, what you're getting into. So I think it's, it's, you got to be responsible and informed when making purchases always um yeah and then i played risk of rain 2 recently uh, i took a break for a while i think the last time i played was around um oh man i think i played a little bit around scorched acres and hidden realms a little bit uh i, I wasn't paying attention too much on skills 2.0 but uh playing now after artifacts has come out um the game has added a lot of shit so i don't know if you guys have been playing this lately or if you've taken a long break like me but the artifacts 2.0 thing's really interesting there's like 16 different artifacts that will modify your game you have to unlock each one individually in uh, different ways by putting codes in on like the fifth level uh, so you have to do at least 16 different runs, um, or at least get five levels in 16 times. You could play like, you know, 10 waves or 10 rounds, um, and, and get two in in one run. But, um, it's a really cool system. It's a really cool way to ha add things for you to work towards and earn, um, the skills system as well. Uh, even though they're going to be adding more already adds some, um, variables to your class, uh, ways to change it up a bit, but you have to earn all the, uh, perks uh, through playing the game and doing different accolades. So they've really added a lot of uh, long-term uh, goals to work towards, which I really, really like. Um, I'm really excited for this game to launch 1.0 um, in August, I guess. That's you know right around the corner. Uh, obviously, they talked about that's when the price can go up. Um, to have like a finalized version of this game, because when I first was playing it a lot, um, it did feel like they didn't have an end. Uh, you just kept playing and playing and playing, and then the timer just went on forever and ever and ever and it really just kind of felt um it, it got to the point where the game would keep spawning things and the game would start running like shit and like it just felt like it was completely unfinished and it was but uh you know i'll be happy to see some kind of um planned uh you know end game or uh finale to the game itself um to make the game feel more complete so, yeah, really excited for, uh, first off, 1.0 to launch. Um, you know, I think the price point is fair, and I think it's normal for that to go up, and I would highly recommend. Listen to me. If you know me, if you, you probably respect my opinion enough, and I'm telling you right now, if you like roguelikes, even if you don't like roguelikes, if you like third-person shooters, if you liked Quake, 
Doom, games where you run and jump and shoot a lot, all about high accuracy and skill, or building up to that at least. Uh, Co-op games, pick up Risk of Rain 2, it's so fucking good. It's probably one of my favorite roguelikes, easily, and uh, I highly recommend it. Alright, let me know in the comments what you guys think about Risk of Rain 2, if you played it, if you not played it, why haven't you played it, if you haven't played it. What do you think about 1.0 launching, what do you think about the price point, do you think it's fair, um, have you picked it up? Uh, on the Steam Summer Sale. Have you picked up any games on the Steam Summer Sale? I think I've picked up, I think, like 20 games, which sucks, because obviously I don't have the time to play those, but those fucking sales are too good. What do you think about the future of Risk of Rain 2? Um, what are you hoping from the game? Uh, what do you hope they add to it? Um, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Second bit of news is a little bit of Resident Evil... Uh, clarity and confirmation uh, when it comes to the title of this game and just exactly what the fuck is going on with it. That being uh, why Resident Evil Village isn't called Resident Evil 8. This is via Kotaku. Kotaku. And uh, yeah, it's a real short article, but I think it's really interesting. Uh, so yeah, let's jump in. When the upcoming Resident Evil Village was first announced last month, we thought it was called Resident Evil 8 Village. It's not. The game is simply called Resident Evil Village. There's a reason for that. Uh, okay, so sometimes I read these articles and sometimes I read from a weird angle. My vision kind of sucks, so I, I don't read it well. Or as a lot of people know, my brain goes really fast compared to what I'm saying. So I'm just like... But then, also, something that's also just as common is articles are written like shit nowadays. People don't care. The amount of typos I see, the amount of times I see IGN, GameSpot, Kotaku fucking writing all these articles and their sentences are fucked up or they wrote something weird or they don't type why is that they they type high is that makes it difficult for me so there's there's just a lot there's a lot going against me guys it's just it's so hard out here doing this joking uh anyway so quick rant uh why is that it's supposed to say after all the game is a sequel uh is a sequel after all the game is a sequel is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard? <laughs> what the fuck? So, shouldn't it have the number 8? Who wrote this? Brian Ashcraft. Bro, you, first off, need to slow down. Something I need to tell myself. Also, you need somebody to be checking the shit before you put it out. I know we live in the Twitter age where you're like, I gotta get it out like in milliseconds, but makes you look bad. And you already look bad a lot anyway. Okay. In this week's weekly Famatsu... Uh, the game's producers, uh, Suyoshi Kanda and Peter Fabiano, were asked just that. They said that, yes, this is a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, bringing that story to a close, or to a close. I'm getting distracted by this video. Uh, so then, why isn't this called Resident Evil 8? Here's Famatsu's uh, question, along with the producer's reply. Question. In the, re or in the village logo, there is a numeral 8, so why wasn't the title Resident Evil 8? Answer, you could call the actual village another character in the game, and we did that because we would like players to understand that. Question, which is the official abbreviation for the game, Resident Evil 8 or Village? There isn't really an official abbreviation, but we'd just be happy if you remembered Village. What a awful conversation. What do you mean the official abbreviation? Is there an official abbreviation? Uh, hmm... I do wonder if Capcom will eventually release a Resident Evil 8 numbered game. Maybe not, because the logo for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard did use numerals 7 in the logo. They did. 
Um, elsewhere in the Famatsu Q&A, Capcom revealed that since the planning phase, they've been working on the game for three and a half years, and the game is set in Europe. More is set to be revealed about the game in Famatsu next uh, month. I almost said year. <laughs> Fucking that would suck. That's actually kind of impressive that the game's been worked on already for almost four years. Hmm. I was kind of worried they were going to rush that. So, uh, my thoughts on this. This is confusing. Um, if this isn't Resident Evil 8, then why do you put 8 in the title? Um, cleverly. Like, they did, it's, it's, very, it's very smart the way they did it. Um, but uh, why put it there if it's not 8? And if it is 8, are they lying? And if they don't ever make an official Resident Evil 8... And move on from this then wasn't this eight i feel like there's a and i think they're either being uh vague on purpose because they don't want to talk about this which isn't too weird um you know some developers will be dishonest and some of the things they say because they you know want to be a surprise but i feel like a lot has been revealed the way they uh have made the title um or they're just being, I guess, irresponsible in the way that they're advertising the game. And uh, this isn't 8? I don't I don't know. It's really confusing on what the point of it was outside of, like, somebody went, hey, look how I designed the word village and how it looks like it says 8. Um, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, either way, I don't really care. As long as the game's good, I'll want to play it. Um, but it, it would be cool if we, had, we got some clarity. I guess the clarity we do have is that it's not 8. But it says eight. So uh, we have to just disregard that, I guess. We have to disregard that design. Um, they are more worried about the word village than they are eight, uh, as per this question. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but overall, um, <laughs> I don't know how to feel on this, honestly. it's it's, it's It kind of doesn't matter, but it kind of does matter. Uh, this is a sequel to Seven. But is it a sequel to the series moving forward as the eighth in the main story? Or is this just a side story? This is something, too, that I talked about before the game was shown off. That I would prefer this be a side story from Seven arcing into something else, a first-person series. And then moving on the series itself, traditionally. Um, and maybe this is them feeling that out. Maybe this is them giving themselves the freedom to put it out and if people love it, going yeah that was eight and just moving forward or if people are like you know what i want this to go back to third person i love the resident evil 2 remake that's me um i'd like you to make more games in the vein of that then they go they, they can go well village is an offshoot of seven and it's a precursor to eight that's why we have the pretext of of eight in there but it's not the eighth game that would be a smart way to do it. That's probably what they're doing now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, only time will tell. I think they don't know what they're doing, honestly. Um, I think it's easy for someone to just go, yeah, let's do that. When someone goes, hey, give me specifics. They're like, well, we're not sure yet. The game's not out. So just chill out. We'll figure it out as we go. But I don't know. I'm not Capcom. So, yeah, let me know in the comments. What do you guys think about the uh, Resident Evil Village uh, title with the eight Roman numerals in there? 
Um, do you think this is the eighth in the game, or are you following what they're saying and going, okay, it's not the eighth game, they're just getting clever? What are your thoughts on this? Why do you think they did this? Do you think they know what the fuck they're doing? Uh, do you think there's some kind of elaborate plan? Uh, are you excited for Resident Evil Village? Are you not excited for it? And, uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about this and the Resident Evil series and where it's going in the comments below. And, yeah, moving on to the third bit of news real quick. Uh, something I kind of skipped over is Hyperscape, something I've been asked about quite a bit, um, which is Ubisoft's new Battle Royale game. I honestly don't know a whole lot about this. I know that uh, it's a Battle Royale. It seems to be uh, futuristic and um, free to play. And I know some people are playing on Twitch and get into beta by watching people on Twitch, which I'm not going to do. And people have been saying some pretty decent stuff, but I haven't seen anyone go crazy about this so far. So, I need to catch up, I need to find out what the fuck this is so we can discuss it. And uh, I found this article that is going to give us piece-by-piece um, uh, -piece information on what this game is. And then I got a video I'm going to watch real quick and we'll discuss that. So, everything you need to know about Hyperscape, Ubisoft's Fortnite Killer. Uh, Ubisoft is teasing Fortnite Killer, that's not happening. Uh, the closest thing to that would have been Apex Legends or... Uh, um, Warzone, and neither of them could do it. Um, because games like that, they don't fucking die. Like, wow, they don't die. They taper off. Nothing can kill them is themselves. That's it. Um, they amass such a big community. You're not going to pull people uh, away for too long because of social aspects. Anyway, I don't want to go into that too much. Uh, Ubisoft is teasing a new game called uh, Hyperscape, which is reportedly a free-to-play battle royale launching sooner than you think. Uh, while the battle royale space is dominated by games like Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, and Apex Legends, French publisher Ubisoft is about to drop into the ring. On July 2nd, Ubisoft fully unveiled Hyperscape, a free-to-play sci-fi battle royale game that was leaked almost a week earlier from Rod Breslau. Breslau. Uh... Now, official information is out in the wild for the Battle Royale. Polygon said was the uh, was for the looters, not the shooters. Uh, here's everything we officially know about Hyperscape. When is Hyperscape release date? A technical test for Hyperscape began on PC that same day. The game was officially unveiled, July 2nd, 2020. Still, those not in the technical test are probably wondering when the game will become more widely available. Fortunately, Brislow's uh, leaks claim... Uh, or leak claims that the game will launch on July 12th, which is right around the corner, and would be cool if they did because I don't want to. I'm not watching people on Twitch to get in that beta at all. I'm not interested in that. Uh, this coincides with Ubisoft Forward, a digital event that the publisher will hold to highlight its upcoming lineup. Ubisoft has confirmed that Hyperscape will be included in the event, uh, so expect to hear more about it and get a release date confirmation during that presentation. Which makes sense, I know that the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, like 12 minutes or some shit, 20 minutes, I don't remember, of gameplay got leaked as well, so they're not doing a good job on keeping that shit under wraps. What platforms is Hyperscape on? Uh, Hyperscape's tactical beta began on July 2nd. It was only available on PC. While that still is still the case, the end of its overview trailer also confirms that the game will eventually come to PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Whenever the technical test ends and Hyperscape officially releases, it's safe to assume that Hyperscape will also be on PS4 and Xbox One then. Uh, Ubisoft did not mention a Nintendo Switch port of Hyperscape as other Battle Royale games. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I'm not going to go into this too far. 
Uh, how do you get access to the Hyperscape technical test? Like I said, dude, there's some shit you gotta watch on fucking Twitch. I'm not, who gives a fuck? Um, it's news, you guys should probably know. Well, Hyperscape's technical test is in full swing now. It's not that simple to get into. Uh, Ubisoft is taking a page out of Valorant's playbook by utilizing Twitch drops to leverage. And Hunt's doing this too, and I fucking hate it. Hunt is doing this whole Twitch drop thing, and I don't, I don't want to get access to shit through Twitch. I hate it. Um, I know I'm probably weird and, and the minority here, but uh, I just I want I want to traditionally sign up for something. Um, drops to leverage interest as a way to build viewership for Hyperscape, which is smart on their part, but it's also alienating me um, and I'm sure some other people. Even if you don't have a hard opinion on this, I, I guarantee there's a lot of people who are not signing up or getting into this beta because of the way it is. Um, if you want to play the technical test, you'll have to download Uplay, Ubisoft's proprietary launcher, and create an account on it. Done. After this, you'll have to link your Uplay and Twitch account. Then, as you're watching a streamer play Hyperscape, a Twitch drop can randomly occur, granting you a code to access the game's technical test. This process is a bit of a hassle. Yep. But will uh, keep player counts controllable for server stability, and the manufactured scarcity will only increase interest, which sounds just like Valorant. Uh, it seems to be paying off. Already, as the game is doing well on Twitch, even if it hasn't reached the numbers of Valorant, Fortnite, and Apex Legends. This seems like artificial inflation to me. I feel like those numbers will taper off uh, once there's less incentive to have to do it. Uh, what makes Hyperscape stand out? Hyperscape is a first-person shooter battle royale with a sci-fi aesthetic. It's somewhat comparable to Apex Legends, though it benefits from it's from shorter matches and a few other unique aspects. Like most battle royales, you'll spend a decent chunk of each map scavenging the map looking for useful gear and weapons. Instead of dropping duplicates, Hyperscape uses them to upgrade the player's current weapon, which is a unique spin on the genre's looting formula. Death also doesn't immediately kill you. Instead, you become an echo that can still explore the environment while invisible, and you can be revived if one of your teammates manages to kill another player. Viewers on Twitch can also influence matches by showing the locations of enemies on the map, initiating low gravity, and more. Uh, that's interesting. As the match nears its end, a showdown phase will begin, and a crown appears in the middle of the map. Once this phase begins, players can win in one of two ways. Like any other battle royale, you can kill all your opponents to win. In Hyperscape, you can also carry the crown for 45 seconds during this phase to win. That's interesting as well. Hyperscape supports both solo and three-player squad matches. Why not duos? What do you guys have against this shit? So annoying. Who's developing Hyperscape? Uh, Ubisoft. Um, okay, so we got that info. I'm gonna watch this video real quick. And by real quick, it's like four minutes, 36 seconds. And then I'll discuss my thoughts on this. Hello, contender. Welcome to the Hyperscape. Our new fast-paced battle royale that brings verticality to the next level. In Hyperscape, up to 100 players will compete in a variety of game modes. Squad and Solo Crown Rush are the main modes where Battle Royale champions are crowned. Those faces look free to play. Neo Arcadia is a virtual, shimmering city designed to encourage vertical yeah. mobility and fast-paced combat situations. From sky-high towers to deadly interiors, you will constantly need to adapt your fighting style. It's got a good look to it. It's nothing special, but it does look different than all Once of its competitors. Once the battle begins, your personalized deployment pod is your transport to the battle. Those you graphics will be are able to drop in any part of the map, so pick your looking. drop spot wisely. Hit the ground running, because you'll start with only a melee weapon. 
Hotly contested landmarks are known to contain abundant caches of gear, but high risk brings the chance of high reward. Gear is found inside buildings, closed off by breakable barricades and inside supply crates located around the map. Why are they breakable barricades? Why don't I just walk through them? As you traverse the city, What's the... looking for gear and enemies, you'll Thought discover process. that different environments create diverse gameplay opportunities very, and uh, challenges. Parisian. Your competition may come from any angle. Nice shot. Every battle in Hyperscape is a fresh experience where you leverage the varied arsenal you will find in Neo Arcadia. Your loadout is not determined by the character you choose, but by the weapons and hacks you loot. From full auto assault weapons to powerful as as clothes, well, dude, there is I don't a tool care. for any playstyle. It's style. neat sounding, but if, it, if it's clunky, Hacks it's gonna are suck. game-changing abilities you loot around the map. That's something that, that, that Battle Royales have been fine-tuning specifically on consoles, a way to you can loot two weapons just and get two in, get out, fucking not spend a lot of time in your menus. They kind of used to be a staple of old Battle Royales, and now it's just like hands. you can quickly look at something and know what the fuck you're grabbing and know if you need it or not. If you find a copy of a weapon or hack you already have in your possession, you can fuse it, oh, creating cool. an upgraded version. Each item can be upgraded several levels, improving magazine size, damage, or cooldown duration. I mean, I'm gonna try this, but we'll, we'll As you discover it. your footing in the hyperscape, your squad will be there to help you. Use the ping system to sync with your squad Good. and warn Every them of potential threats or alert them to potential resources. I'm so spoiled by it that when I play games that doesn't have it, I get out. pissed. The battle is not over. Which is like 95 zero health, games. You'll become an echo and you can help your squad by scouting ahead. When enemies are eliminated, a restore point appears in that spot. Find a restore point and your squad mates can bring you back into the fight. As your game master, one of my favorite tasks is to keep things lively by triggering battle events, such as the infinite ammo event or the low gravity event. Viewers on Twitch help influence my choice and That's can vote cool. on additional events. So remember Feels to like play the crowd. A competitive keep like, an eye on your map contender. Um, As the match progresses, sectors will decay and collapse throughout your arcade. I like the idea of if you're too people late watching and interacting with the game that's happening. You will happening take damage over time and, and modify the, uh, the outcome enemy like attacks. That. As long as it feels good. Those skilled enough will enter the showdown phase. The hyperscape crown will spawn in the final remaining sector. From here, Just you have crown. two different paths to victory. Become the sole survivors or hold on to the crown for 45 seconds. I do like that there's an option to not just eliminate everybody. You are now prepared for the hyperscape contender. We here at Prisma Dimensions. Because they can kind of get into a standstill, so you can like make a move or wait for someone to make a move in that situation, which is pretty cool. All right. Overall thoughts are um, I'm interested. I'm a shooter fan, so I'm going to try it. It's free to play, there's nothing to lose. Uh, if it sucks, it sucks. I, you know, my, my hype level on this as a battle rail, not as a game, just as a battle rail, is about a five or six out of ten, if I'm being honest. Um, I want to try it more so with the hopes that I'll be surprised. Um, but 
most of this looks kind of generic, but also it does have a visual identity in the Battle Royale space. Not as a game, there's plenty of games that have this futuristic look to them. Um, I like the looting system, it's different, I'm glad they're changing that up. If you're going to make a Battle Royale now, you have to fucking bring it, you have to do something different. The, the genre is established, the way Battle Royales play out uh, has been done and is being repeated, and people have done it really fucking well. So you have to do it really fucking well as well, and then you have to bring something that they haven't brought. Um, so, you know, they're trying something, and that's cool, I want to try that out. I'm glad that has a ping system, that's so fucking important. Um, it's, it's so, I'm just, like I said, I'm so spoiled from it. I, I just have to have it now. If you don't have it, it's a big, 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 uh, step back in my opinion. Um, so yeah, uh, I like that Twitch, people on Twitch can interact with the game, though I'm curious how that works. Uh, if nobody's streaming that match, how are they accessing it? Somebody who watches a lot of Twitch, let me know how that works. Cause I don't, I don't watch a lot of Twitch. Um, yeah, gunplay looks decent. Looks about what you'd expect from any shooter. Nothing too special. Um, 100 people, that's about the standard. Um, I'm not stoked that it has solo and, and, and three-person squads. I don't know why they don't put duos. I'm going to go through this real quick. Uh, the reason I like duos is sometimes the more people you have on your team, the more variables you have of somebody not being able to carry their own carry their own weight. So when you do solo, it's all on you, and that's great. But the thing I don't like about solo is that now you have 99 other opponents, um, which is fine. Um, but it's 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 daunting. Your odds are pretty low, um, unless you know you you just kick everyone's ass. But you're not going to do that every time unless you're really fucking good. Uh, three people, you know, you might have one other person with this really good, somebody who's not that great, not paying attention, blah, 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 and that's going to drag you down against another team of, like, three people who are just all on their shit, although that is something that works against other teams as well, if they're in the same predicament, or you have two people on your team who are not that great, so now you're trying to carry your one team, and or your, your whole team by yourself, and, uh, you know, two people keep going down, you got to keep getting them up, wherever it gets really frustrating, so two seems to be, duos, two people seems to be the sweet spot for me when I play these kind of games, um, I like the idea of, uh, if my teammate goes down, I can carry, I can take out two people in most FPSs, um, not every time, but I have a better chance at doing it. Um, I feel confident in that. So if I lose one teammate, I feel like I can still uh, hold my own pretty well. Three people starts getting difficult. Specifically, if they drop two people on my team and now it's me against three people, my odds are really not good. Um, specifically in like a game like Hunt. I like to go uh, duos most of the time. I don't like playing with three people typically. I will if I have two friends on or whatever. And solo's fine, but in solo you can go against two people at a time and that's, you know, it's doable, but in a game like that, I really don't like doing it. So, like, just two people's perfect for me because, you know, having that extra person specifically, if you work well with that one person and they also are just as good as you, um, you can really have some fun. You can really do some damage. Um, but uh, if the one person goes down, you still have a pretty decent chance at, um, you know, taking care of the situation and being able to handle it. So, at least in my experience, that's my own personal opinion. That's not just a fact I'm stating here. So, uh, let me know in the comments if you agree with me or not. I know a lot of people just like more people uh, in these kind of games. Everyone I know typically is like, let's get all everybody in there and play because they want to play for social reasons. And I'm kind of a competitive dude, so I'm like, okay, I can do that. But at the same time, I just want to fucking, I want to fucking wreck people. Um, so, I'm a little more strategic, I guess, in um, my party sizes. And then quads is just way too much, way too much. I mean, it's kind of fun to be able to run around with three other people, um, but fighting against a group of another 
four people, the odds of somebody in your team not being able to hold themselves. I, I'm, I'm just more competitive than I should be, I guess. Um, but yeah, hopefully they add duos soon. I would really prefer that. It's my favorite way to play. And um, yeah, coming out for most consoles, that's good to see. I hope that we get cross-play across the board, even PC. I know some people are afraid about playing as PC players. They should let you opt in and out of that. I think that's the best way to do it. So you don't have to play against PC players. And if enough people don't want to play against PC players, then PC's left on their own. But people having that option would be great. It'd be cool to see a slight incentive too. Uh, maybe like an increase of like, I don't, know, I don't know if there's XP in this game, but like 5% or 2% fucking XP gain or something like that. If you play crossplay or something like that, I don't know. But it would just be good for everybody. Uh, Warzone is great. Uh, Modern Warfare is great because I can play it on my PC with my friends on PS4 and Xbox, and it's just fucking awesome. I like to see more games do that, although I do understand 100% people's apprehension to want to play with console or from console to PC players. I get that 100%. But if you're pretty decent on fucking controller, um, yeah, I mean, you, you stand a pretty good chance, except for in long range. It's a little, little difficult there. But, uh, you know, if I'm looking at a doorway, fucking aiming down sight with a controller and you come running in, I'm going to drop you. It doesn't matter if you're on a fucking, on a, on a, on a PC. Um, so for the most part, you know, obviously skills vary. Some people are just really good at what they do. Someone who's amazing on console is probably going to kick my ass when playing on PC. But if someone's like pretty fucking good on PC playing as someone on console, they're probably gonna kick their ass. But most people, people always like to talk about the high skilled people. Most people aren't those people. Like 99% of people are, are pretty decent, moderate, or casual players. So especially with games of this high of a of a of a, a community battle royales, free to play games. Anyway, I'm going off on a thing here. Just let me know in the comments what you think about all that shit that I was talking about. And, uh, yeah, I will wait for this game to fully release to play it. I'm not doing the Twitch thing to get into the beta. Mostly because this game's not high enough hype for me to do that. So, um, I can wait. I can wait. It's free to play. And, uh, hopefully it's cool. I hope Ubisoft can make a Battle Royale that can compete. Um, I know a lot of you guys are out there, you know, not wanting any more Battle Royales. So I'll just say don't play them. Um, once they start losing money, we'll see another genre takeover. Um, but until then, Battle Royales are still pretty hot, although I feel like they are kind of flatlined at this point. We're getting new ones, but it doesn't seem like the genre is popping the same way as it was. But, uh, yeah, let me know if you are, uh, you're done with Battle Royales at this point, or if you're still open to it. But, uh, but overall, you know, I'm excited enough to play this game. Hopefully it's good. Um, you know, I did the same thing with Valorant, found out I wasn't a big fan of it. So hopefully this won't do the same. Obviously Valorant's not a Battle Royale, but, you know, it's a recent game that I was like, could be good, looks kind of mediocre, could be good. That was good in some ways, but it also was bad in other ways. Uh, so I feel like, you know, this is in the same realm for me of going looks pretty decent hopefully i'm surprised by it i might not be we'll see what happens but that's my thoughts let me know in the comments what do you guys think about hyperscape what do you think about it uh, as a free-to-play battle royale are you sick of battle royales are you not sick of battle royales um what do you want to play this on what features in this do you like what features don't you like have you been watching people play this? Does it look good? Does it not look good? Uh, is this game a big old waste of fucking time? What do you think about Twitch drops? Are you a fan of that? Are you not a fan of that? What is the, here's the big question. What is the optimal squad size in a battle royale game for you? I'm specifically saying battle royale because if it's just like a cooperative shooter, I don't have a, I don't, I don't care at that point. But when it comes to being competitive against other squads, I have my preference. Let me know your preference. Do you like solos, duos, uh, triple, uh, quads, 
Uh, do you want to see five people? I think one game tried that. I forgot which one it was, though. Um, and, yeah. Are you excited for Hyperscape? Let me know everything you're thinking in the comments below. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming. As always, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out our streams. Links down below. Uh, I stream on everything when I stream. And yeah, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. Uh, quick reminder that I have a bonus video of uh, uh, me and Cody's hike that we went on uh, over the weekend. It was beautiful, gorgeous sights. And we talked about video games that, uh, you know, will keep it kind of relevant to um, the channel. Uh, talked about, oh shit, Mortal Shell. I know a lot of you guys have been asking about that. We talk about that a little bit. I will talk about that more in detail, probably this taste cast. And um, yeah, uh, as always, thank you for watching. My name's Seth. Until the next episode, which will be uh, that TLG travel vlog. Have a good week, guys. Stay safe and take it easy.